Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Hank and Reception Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Tonight we are live from Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and tonight's special, I do recommend the grilled tenderloin sandwich with grilled and sautéed onions. And, Dane, that, that's what I went for, and it was money. I only got to eat half of mine, but uh, <laughs> I'll finish the rest later. Take that on the way home. That can be your lunch for uh, lunch for tomorrow, of course. But, uh, uh, once again, uh, thanks for tuning in Uh sparse crowd here uh plague of locusts kept the uh, crowd out from the ballpark tonight but uh uh as always uh feel free to join us here last week we had a pretty good crowd uh, dane had a couple of special guests come over and uh, visit us tonight dane and maybe you want to introduce those people that uh, came all the way from huntington to visit you tonight oh gosh yes i'm joined <coughs> tonight by uh, jim and susan taylor jim was my predecessor at huntington north for uh 25 30 years and uh a great uh, veteran of the uh, Jello Wrestling Homecoming Week circuit in the <laughs> 1970s at Huntington North. Uh, Back before they realized that that was a bad idea. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> Jim Hitler wasn't quite there yet, but a uh, good time. So, uh, Rex, tonight we're going to talk again about the start of another wrestling season. And uh, can't hardly talk about any high school sports right now without discussing COVID. And uh, we're joined by our special guest, Tony Curry. And uh, now that, uh, unfortunately, AC football is uh, over... It's time to talk directly about uh, Adam Central Wrestling, and uh, we, uh, of course, uh, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks. We're really excited that WZBD has expanded their uh, broadcast schedule into Adam Central Wrestling. Five or six more events on the schedule this year for Adam Central, and uh, with some newly announced attendance policies at Belmont today, and expected more from Adam Central and South Adams this week. Those uh, broadcasts are going to be especially uh, important. So in the first period today, we'll take a look at Adam Central's uh, team as they come back from last year and their schedule, and we'll take a look across the state. And then in the second period, we'll talk about Tony and his career as a high school wrestler, as a father of a medalist, uh, state medalist, and then uh, as a coach at Adam Central. And then uh, we'll take a look at the 1A team state field um, in the third period and Not talk to about the you, schedule. He can talk as a medalist himself. That's very true. I have that in here and uh, wrestling under the lights. And uh, we'll even talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the Coaches Association Team State Tournament and uh, venue and that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the night, we'll go over WZBD's packed schedule for the next couple of nights, and uh, we'll pick Rex's brain on uh, some local football regionals. I missed one last week, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was an awfully good game, and all three of us were there. And uh, I talked to a couple people, and... and they all agreed that the more boring the game could be, the better chance Adam Central had of winning. <laughs> and through that first half, it was, it was pretty boring. Both teams had some good drives. But uh, it was an outstanding performance in the second half by uh, Southwood's running back, and he kind of took over the game. And uh, unfortunately for Adam Central, it didn't end up like they wanted to, but it's still an awfully good season. They got beat by three great teams, and Eastside, South Adams, and Southwood. And I know that Grant Mosier said <coughs> that South Adams and Southwood have the combined two best records in the entire state of Indiana in high school football over the last two seasons. And they will play in the regional championship next week. And uh, I, I, I think that uh, those teams match up a little differently. I think uh, Adams Central and Southwood were pretty well matched size-wise, uh, agility-wise, athletic-wise. And uh, I think it was like three big plays in the second half. There was a different that game because in the first half it was like um, they, each team had one drive and the first half was over. And it pretty much is 7-7. And keeping that clock running for yeah. sure. So, 
Well, uh, we'll bring in our special guest, Tony Curry. And uh, Tony, you, I assume, had practice today, first day after the end of the football season, but I assume you probably didn't have that many football players in the room. We had a couple, the younger kids, uh, a couple of freshmen come in that uh, weren't playing uh, a lot of uh, varsity time. Uh, had a meeting with my football guys, and I told them over the, the take a couple of days off, and by the end of the week we'll, we'll see some of those guys start filtering in. And by Friday, I hope to have them all in the room. Ready and and we all know it's a different kind of shape you have to get in. Football shape is way different than wrestling shape. And you know that that, that first couple uh, practices, uh, you get a lot of football guys kind of hanging by the edge because it's, it's a whole different shape. And I've talked to a couple of football coaches uh, in the last couple of weeks who have talked about, you know, you've got your guys who you know are going to play. You've got your fringe guys who are going to come in at the end of the game if you're up big. But uh, some of the football coaches are kind of taking the other guys who are at the end of the roster and saying, why don't you guys just stay away from the rest <laughs> of this team? Because of COVID, you know, the more guys you have in your roster, the, the, the greater your chances are of, of having somebody who's positive. So that's kind of a balance that, that Coach Mosier has got to deal with right now at South Adams. And I know I talked to Coach Gaskell as far as who's still with the football team and who's coming out for wrestling practice. It's kind of a fine line as they get further into the season. I know we saw uh, today on Twitter and <clears throat> through the news that South Bend Adams played uh, Mishawaka, and Mishawaka has really turned their football program around in the last five years. They've now won sectional three times in a row, but they played South Bend Adams and beat them, but Adams had a positive test come back on Saturday or Sunday from a kid who played on the field on Friday, uh, which... Opens up all kinds of questions, but uh, now, you know, Mishawakas, they go into quarantine and then they go into precautionary quarantine and they're not sure what to do. And uh, that's, we saw three sectional titles already determined before uh, any ball was kicked on Friday because teams forfeited. You know, that's like Justin Turner and the, uh, and the uh, LA Dodgers, that whole scenario in a World Series. It's like um, you can find them, but uh, it's hard to keep those guys off the uh, field when they've won the, the uh, World Series. Yeah, and, you know, you could, protocols only go so far. We heard, you know, obviously Saturday night with the Notre Dame game. Um, we've heard differing reports. All the kids who were on the field that, that rushed the field. And uh, in tomorrow's Decatur Daily Democrat, we've got a picture of our very own Dane Litchfield who was there and uh, on the field and doing the splits on the field. Uh, but everybody had a mask on for the most part, but and even those a lot of those kids were were tested earlier in the week, but now a lot of critics saying that they probably shouldn 't have been allowed on the field in such a large number and I know <coughs> I saw today that Notre Dame released that they 're going to hold um, registration for next semester for anybody who leaves town before they get their test results they 're going to test everybody <laughs> who had a ticket um, so there 's some wild things going on out there everybody 's trying to do the right thing and keep people safe. Um, sometimes people are trying to cover themselves for liability, but you know it's it's hard to know what the the most contagious situation is and, and and who's really at risk and who's not. And obviously, everybody's trying to play it safe. You know, we're talking about sports here. I work in a factory with 330 employees. You know how hard it is to keep those people, you know, clean and healthy. And uh, after the weekend, back, come back in this morning, I know three people that were contact traced that had to go work from home because. Somebody they knew was with the following weekend. Something happened. So uh, it's, I mean, it's not just sports. It's industry. It's school. It's, it's everything. And with that in mind, uh, Belmont Athletic Director Dale Manis came out today and said that the plan for um, Belmont, at least, and probably for all the Adams County schools, is going to be a limit of attendance of 250 people for basketball and for wrestling. Uh, Belmont's going as far as to 
prohibit any spectators from the swimming and diving events at Belmont this year because of the setting that they're in. and That is really close. Confined space. So um, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the show. But you'd think with all that chlorine, it should be cleaned up in there. You would think. But, uh, (laughs) you know, from a radio perspective, from WZBD, um, it's a really good time to spotlight the work that the radio station does at at bringing high school athletics to – to Adams County, and I know, Tony, you and I have worked a little bit in the last couple months at, at getting some more Adams Central uh, wrestling meets on the radio, and uh, tell me a little bit about, about what that means to Adams Central's fans and the community down in Monroe to be able to follow the team, even though they can't show up in person. Yeah, you know, switching gears, or, or, or going back a little bit about COVID, that, that brings in a whole new set of uh, concerns and, and, and situation for coaches and that's where radio and um you know webcast bring that to the to our audiences because even football this year as a as a parent there was a game or two this year that i wasn't going to be able to go watch my own kids play so you know having that that video webcast stream radio streams um it helps get our uh, the exposure to our athletes that that they deserve so in Belmont's plan, Rex, they are going to allow the visiting team two tickets per athlete on the roster. But for Belmont athletes, it's going to be six people, six tickets, six vouchers, I guess, per athlete. And right now, Belmont's got, I think, 29 kids in the room. So that's about 180 people. But the way I'm reading it and the way I'm expecting it and the way the attendance numbers have gone in the past it's likely that there isn't going to be a Belmont wrestling match where you as a regular fan who doesn't have a connection with one of the kids on the team are going to be able to walk up to Belmont, grab a ticket and go in. So you're going to have to listen to the radio, unfortunately, for some of those people who are used to going for the last two or three or four decades. Um, it's, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, uh, thankfully we have the support from the station and uh, uh, to be able to pull that off. You know, that's no different than, than Tony. You know the fan support of the Adam Central football team. You get there an hour before the game, and you can look and you can see the same 20 people that have came to the football games for the last 30 years sitting in the exact same spot. And, I mean, some of those people, they still have grandkids that may be in, but they're getting tickets from other people because they don't have a connection anymore to the players. Right. And you, you see that in, you know, Adam Central football, Adam Central wrestling, basketball, they got their loyal fans. Belmont's got their loyal fans. And, and the other side of it is the athletic departments are taking a huge hit in gate money. You know, things, things are always tight to begin with, but that just, you know, the, the Belmont-Adam Central wrestling match is usually a packed house and a great gate every other year for, you know, for us. And, and to just have 250 yeah. is, is not what it usually is. Right. So... Um, I have an ad to read here. The Weber family here in Decatur, Brad, Mary, Blake, and Moose, are proud to support high school athletics by helping to sponsor our one-of-a-kind wrestling coaches show. With a civic-minded backing of families like the Webers and our many local business advertisers, we are able to be the only radio station in, in, in Indiana to dedicate a show strictly to the great sport of high school wrestling. Once again, a big thanks to the Brad Weber family and all of our many sponsors. And with that, I'm going to send it back to Steve Rouse running aboard for us for a round of messages. Play to the studio. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need 
and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. October and November are great months to plant trees, and Heller Nursery has the widest selection of trees and shrubs in the area. We have maple, oak, spruce, and many harder-to-find varieties. Growing your own fruit is a great at-home hobby. Check out our selection of fruit trees and bushes. Open seven days a week, Heller Nursery is located on 400 West in between 124 and 224, just west of Decatur. Follow the signs and check out hellernursery.com. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro, laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. Hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. We are live from the Double Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill and uh, weekly specials on Monday night. Uh, we usually know about a little bit in advance, but tonight there's the uh, grilled tenderloin sandwich with the sautéed onions on it and fries and Six ninety nine. That's that's quite a deal. That's a great sandwich that Dane and I both had. I know we will we will plug that uh, for weeks to come. Absolutely. Maybe even Friday from Southwood as we're chilling <laughs> outside in in the who knows what rain and wind. And the problem with Southwood, there's nothing around it. I mean, you're just down the middle of nowhere. It's not like you're going to stop the restaurant on the way home. I'm a little worried about <laughs> finishing my story and then finding enough Wi-Fi to get the story. Well, in. some of the guys from the witness said that they they really struggle to get uh, get the signal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're here in the first period, and uh, last week we took a little look at uh, Belmont and their roster and where they were falling in. Obviously, this early in the season, it's hard to tell where weights go, but uh, for Adam Central, uh, a very young team last year, you know, we talked about two years ago, a great senior-laden team that took conference title, sectional title, regional title. I don't remember how many seniors you had on that team, Tony, but it seemed like they were eight or nine or ten. And I think a Eleven, I think. And you had some guys who weren't even varsity before then who ended up being semi-state qualifiers and conference champs. And uh, last year, a little bit different team, but honestly, a really exciting team because from that first meet that you guys went to at Milan, uh, that we were there. After football season ended, when you guys got beat by Lafayette Central Catholic late in the year, and everything got moved back, uh, that was a really exciting team to see how they sort of grew Throughout the year, you didn't really know what you had. You had some some young guys like Logan Allman and uh, Gavin Cook, um, and some other guys who were just coming into their prime and getting down to weight, like Blake Hirely and your son Alex. But uh, tell us a little bit about your team this year as compared to last year. It's going to be actually younger, I think. Um, we had uh, three seniors on the roster last year. Two of them were varsity kids, um, so we graduated two. I think I have two seniors on the roster again this year. So we're going to be real freshman and sophomore heavy. But the, the exciting part about that is those kids have wrestled through our club all the way through. So we're, we're, we're to the point now we're starting to feed those kids that are experienced into our club. And, and like you mentioned last year, we had two freshmen, you know, make it to the semi-state level and, and Gavin and Logan. And the year before, we had two freshmen at semi-state and Alex and Blake. And so this year, we're, we got a few freshmen in the lineup that we're going to, you know, maybe semi-state, we'll see. But we're going to have to count on them kind of in that same way to, to step it up. Because 
we're still going to be super young throughout our lineup. And one of the things that I think is sort of ironic when you look at Adams Central, Belmont, and South Adams, outside of Christian Somerset, if you look at 195, 220, 285, for all three schools, there's about 10 varsity wins combined in, uh, on all three teams. You kind of saw it last year when Dalton Robinson uh, went through to regional in fourth place. He'd only won two or three matches. Um, but you know what? That, that's one of my favorite things about you get to a conference tournament or you get to sectional and you got that fifth and sixth place match or that third and fourth place match where you got a kid who's 3 and 15 and a kid who's 2 and 21 wrestling each other. And it means something when they're wrestling. And sometimes in a dual meet, it, it doesn't matter as much, but those two or four or 16 points mean a lot. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you've got coming back uh, or in the room this year heavier than Blake Hirely. A couple of young kids. And, you know, going back for a second on, on our matches, I, I looked at our uh, results from last year. 17 of our, our dual meets came down to one match. And <laughs> At Team State Only Field. 17? Yeah, 17 of our 30 or so. So that was our entire season last year was a one-match swing. And Team State last year, you guys beat, you guys finished ahead of the highest-seeded team in your group because you were the one group that went one and one, one and one, one and one. one. Yeah. And then you had a tie, which was so fresh that we didn't even know the rules for yeah. last year that you guys ended up losing even though you should have won. And it, it was razor thin, the margin. That was a funny thing. We've been at Team State each year that they've hosted that, and that's the first time we've been, you know, our pool went 1-1-1-1 all the way across. And Centerville beat us by three. We beat Southridge by three. And then Southridge beat Centerville by more than three. So Southridge got the the pool win, and uh, we ended up in that second place in the pool. And, Rex, there's only one explanation for that. That's poor seating, I think, (laughs) by the by the part of the seating committee. But Dane, you know, explains that, that. Like our matches that day were, it was a three-point match, a three-point match, a two-point match, and tie. So that was our, our you know, all, all, all four dual meets come down to, you know, eight points. You can throw a hula hoop around the yeah. points difference. But that's the, that's the beauty about 1A. You know, North, North Posey's been knocking on the door a couple years. They come through and they win the 1A state duels. And it's one or two kids. You get one or two kids to come out for you, you move yourself up into that one-two-two two slot. A kid or two decides not to come out for you, you know, that drops you down to that four-five-six slot. So 1A is, is uh, that's what makes it fun and exciting because year in to year out, it's one or two kids make, makes or breaks you. Well, that's like 1A football. You see that too. Yeah. I mean, you go to Southern Wells or the other night we were looking, uh, was it uh, – well, Southwood, you know, didn't have a lot of extra kids. Caston the week before, Caston had like 13 kids standing on the sideline. You know, Adam Central dresses every kid that's 15 and older that lives within <laughs> 30 miles of Monroe, and he's got a uniform on. Now, 20, 20 of them, 18 of them play. But on the other side, I looked at when I was starting lineups for Southwood the other night. I mean, they had three kids playing defense that weren't playing offense. Yeah. That's 1A football. That's how yeah. it works. And 1A wrestling is just the same way, just a different sport. You know, we're, we're in the situation you ask about my big boys. So... Blake Hirely sitting right at 200, so he's probably my 95-pounder. Um, after that, we got a couple young kids at that 220 spot. Um, we'll see how it shakes out. One's a sophomore, one's a freshman. Heavyweight, I got a, potentially a senior in that slot. And still working on trying to get a couple of them football kids maybe talked into to giving us a shot. Um, so we're still going to be young 
in those upper weights again this year. And there's such a difference, though, you know, whether it's at the 1A level or the 2A level now with the way the team state is set up, you can't have forfeits. You have to be able to plug someone in so that the other team doesn't move their stud because you have a forfeit and throw a fish in there. It's really important to have that full lineup. And I know Belmont's struggling with it right now with 195, 220. Uh, Dalton Robinson's back at heavyweight. And talking to Jesse on Friday night at South Adams, they're going to have the same problem. They don't know who's going to fill in those spots besides Somerset. Well, he had a couple of big guys. I'm on a football team, blew up some knees and stuff. And there were some guys that wrestled some of the heavyweights for him. So I don't know if those kids are going to be back after knee injuries. Right. I I think the one kid's back now um, for South Adams. But, you know, we'll be one deep from 106 to probably 26. And then once you get to that, those 30s, 30, 45, 52, I'll probably be three deep right. across the board. You know, last year, you know, you talk about our lineup, Alex and uh, Drew Bruner both weighed in at 145 all season long, and we shuffled that around. My 60-pounder uh, was probably a 45-pounder that I was trying to beef up to slide into the 160, and even... 170 a couple times last year when when uh, Paul Farrell wasn't available for us. We had a kid that was light moving into those weights. We will feel those better this year with kids at natural weights or, or better weights, but it'll still be you know shuffling that lineup. You know the worst thing you want to do is have 10 155 pounders. <laughs> you don't need 10 155 pounders. Yeah. You need two or three, and you need some. I mean, but you can't pick and choose what you get. But that's your that's your your average size high school kid. It's about 145 to 160 pounds, um, and that's just what it is. You know, I was an average 145-pounder, but I wrestled 19, so that's okay, right? <laughs> hey, uh, Indian summer is upon us this week. That means grab the clubs and get out here to Cross Creek Golf Club and get in a few more rounds of golf in the sunshine. I know AJ played this weekend a couple times. Enjoy special fall rates and save on fall membership specials as well. All 27 holes are open and in terrific shape. Buy next year's membership now and play for free for the rest of the season. That's Cross Creek Golf Club right below the Double Eagle here on US 224 West in Decatur. And uh, AJ wasn't the only one playing golf this week. I lived at a golf course, and it was really busy. And, uh, I mean, I saw more people in shorts and T-shirts than uh, you can count. But uh, with that, we're going to send it back to the studio uh, to Steve Rouse, run aboard for us back with more wrestling talk right after this. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Know the warning signs. Know the difference and get help fast. Call 911 immediately if you experience these symptoms of stroke. Numbness or weakness of face, arm, or leg. Trouble speaking or seeing. Dizziness or loss of balance. Sudden severe headache. Symptoms of heart attack, including chest pain, lightheadedness, nausea, jaw, neck, stomach, or back pain. Pain in the arm or shoulder or shortness of breath. Don't take a chance with your health. Allow Adams Memorial Hospital to safely serve you. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724 724- 
3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Hager Stephen Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And we are live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, each Monday night they do have a special, so uh, don't be afraid to come out and uh, witness this show uh, live on the air. Not quite like the uh, Purdue Boilermaker show where they have a big ruckus crowd, but uh, we have a ruckus crowd. There's just four of them here, that's all. We've got plenty of people here, Rex. <laughs> So we're joined by our special guest tonight, uh, Adam Central head coach, Tony Curry. And uh, head coaches always come in and they want to talk about their wrestlers and they want to talk about their season. But we always want to go a little bit further back and talk about your career while you were in high school. So I know last year, Tony, I think you were a guest on our show, but I think you actually did the show when we were at Belmont live. And we've uh, negotiated ourselves a little bit better into the schedule where we're live here every Monday night. We don't have to go on location except... When we come and watch you guys wrestle at Garrett on a Tuesday night, now that's dedication. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Now you might want to be careful because that might have gotten rescheduled. Oh my gosh, yeah. Graham just doesn't just keep me up talk, to date enough. Talk, talk to Graham on that one. Well, if we have to, then we. Well, it's a Monday night, I guess, but we will be right back here then. But I think it's a Wednesday now. Okay. Well, there well, we go. As, as long as we've still negotiated our uh, special on Monday night, so yes, we're we good have. here. We're back. We you, you should have seen the looks I got when I walked into the Belmont New Haven duel last year. Everybody <laughs> thought I was there I scouting. Do, I do. Rem- I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, small community. They all know who you are. Right? What's he doing here? Yeah. What's he doing here? So, um, you know, Tony, what year did you graduate from Adam Central? I graduated in 1995. 1995. I always remember, uh, AJ's, we, have, we do have a, a heckler in the crowd. I he's think. heckling. I can't hear anything he's saying, but he's eating some of my French fries that are left over from my half-eaten meal. But uh, I always remember, um, as I first got into wrestling, because at that point, I was too young to remember all that much that happened in 94 and 95, other than my dad bought me a cool sweatshirt that had Belmont State Champs written on it. But uh, I always remember that you got to wrestle under the lights. So tell us a little bit about that experience and what you remember from that final match. <laughs> Long time ago, how's that? Um, I try not – I don't talk about it a whole lot. Um, my junior year, we actually um, – that was back in the days I grew up with the Decatur Wrestling Club. So we trained Adam Central, Belmont kids, South Adams kids all together. And that year, one of the cool things was I think Belmont had three kids wrestling for a state title, and Adams Central had one. So Adams County had four kids wrestling for the state title that, that night. And I'd wrestled a kid from Huntington North that I wrestled four times that year, and that's the only kid that beat me. And uh, he got me by one in that finals match again. At semi-state finals, he got me by one, and at the uh, state finals, he got me by one. But the late, uh, and late, it was, late reversal. That was? Pete Connect. Pete. Late reversal with about, I don't know, <coughs> 10 seconds or so on the clock. So, And we're talking um, Market Square Arena, yep, correct? Market, Market Square. And your head coach was? Mike Grumo. Mike Grumo. Grumax. Mikey. Yeah. And, and you, know uh, who, you know who refereed about 20 of your matches that year? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> you might have had me one of them at the state finals. I think maybe. I did. I think you did. Probably gave you a couple bad calls. That's what yeah. most people no. tell us when they <laughs> talk to <laughs> Rex. No, when you do a state finals match, you just become very invisible. <laughs> You throw up the points you need and make no waves. So last year we were lucky enough to get to watch you coach your son, Alex, to a Friday night win. And, um, you know, the week before we saw him win a semi-state title, um, which I don't want to brag, but I predicted for several weeks, even though Mr. Feechter from Southern Wells had had his number earlier in the year. But uh, what was it like 
not so much as a coach, but as a father to, to see all of that, all those years of hard work sort of pay off with, with what you were looking for? It, it definitely throws a different, different element to it, I guess. You know, at that semi-state state level, I get nervous for all my kids. You know, over the years, all those kids that get to that point, the ticket round match, you know, kids are nervous, coaches are nervous, everybody is. It just throws a little different element to it, I guess. I don't know. Treat it just like the match. Get excited for him, um, just like I would any other kid on the team that, that reaches their goal. You know, his goal was to make it to the state finals and get on the podium. So it's always rewarding as a coach to uh, see, see a kid, whether it's yours or another kid that works hard, to reach their goals and, and um, attain that. And I think I, I've seen many dad-son coaches, but I think one of the most touching ones is, you know, B.J. Froat with Brooks and – that final match when you place your final, and then the motions just kind of really come out after yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, we had a little hug after the semi-state, after he won semi-state. And, you know, it, <clears throat> it just throws a little different to it. You try to be uh, fair, you know, unbiased and, and all that stuff, but it's hard because you, you got that dad in you too that, that's pulling for the kid. And, and, and you know you've been on all those road trips. to Wait till it's their last yeah. sporting event. Yeah. It's tough. It is yeah. super tough. I've had four kids that have been through that, and that last one is really tough. And I enjoy, from the newspaper perspective, I enjoy writing about the matches. And I, I, Tony's really good about getting quotes and, and maybe talking to Alex and getting his thoughts later on. But uh, when you get to those moments at semi-state and state, I like positioning myself so that the mat is in between me and you. Yeah. And uh, last year, starting all the way back from the Milan Super Duel, which wasn't all that exciting and was kind of a long drive to long go drive. to watch, <laughs> not so much wrestling. But uh, to see those moments, and there's some great uh, images that I got and some moments um, from the other side of the mat um, of – uh, of you just probably being more excited than Alex probably was at the time when he was wrestling uh, the lone kid from Northwood. Um, but uh, it, it that, was, it was a, a real deal. Like, absolutely. You know, Both of those boys always were time, you know, ISWA state champion. So when we saw that draw, we knew, you know, Alex had to be on his a game and that kid is a stud and is going to be a stud and is going to be, you know, winning a lot of matches well, the next three years. Well, your son had a lot of practice going against Victor because, I mean, those two guys went at a tooth and nail. I mean, yeah. and that was, you know, one good move away from a, from a winning that match. I mean, either guy, they were so equally matched. And every week he had Russell saying, kids like, man, how do you beat a good kid three times? Yeah. And, and all season long, we knew William was in, in the same weight class. We wrestled him at the ACAC duels right out, right out of the gate. And then... ACAC tournament, sectional finals, regional finals, and then we actually wrestled him at the state finals for the seventh and eighth place match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all along we're like, I kept telling Alex, it's okay, it's okay, man, we want him at regional, we want him at regional. That's the one that sets you up for your, you know, potential ticket round match. And, you know, he had a lead in that match, and, and William got an escape and a takedown right there at the third period that um, tied the match up. And I think he ended up, I think William won that maybe a one or two. But that was a, a heck of a match. But that's one of those things where when your goal is to qualify for state, it's all about regional. But yeah. turns out the goal really was to, to place at state. And yeah. that's where semi-state, yeah. the, the, the way the draw works out, is that it was even more important for, for him to win that match and, uh, right. and then to get on the medal stand. And, and a great Friday night for him. And uh, then to come back and, and, and beat Fichter again in the 7th and 8th place match was a, a pretty cool weekend at, uh, 
at, at Banker's Life. So, Tony, tell us a little bit about the Adam Central schedule this year. I don't think there's much yeah. change from last year. Is that correct? Uh, as of right now, you know, with the, with the COVID and, and I, I think you're going to see some stuff like the, the football season this year where some – some events might get changed last minute. Some head-to-head dual meets might get switched around. But as of right now, on paper, our schedule is pretty much the same as what it was last year. We were supposed to open up with uh, Garrett and Belmont right out of the gate. So the two teams that wrestled for a 2A state title last year. Um, I think Garrett got pushed back a week, if my AD, if I'm if I'm remember this right. So we open up with Belmont, uh, head down to Milan again as of right now. Then we wrestled Garrett that next week. Uh, ACAC duels where our conference gets together on a Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, two-day event. Wrestle all our conference duels together. Um, as of right now, that's hosted at Adam Central this year. Um, then our other uh, weeknight duels in, in the month of December is New Haven and Columbia City. We're going to go up to Columbia City, and I think that's going to be Coach Culp's going to be celebrating their 50-year anniversary Kind of like they did with us last year. They came down on our 50-year night. Um, Yorktown, Super 10. That rotates between Yorktown and New Haven right there before Christmas. Um, And then coming back after Christmas, the 1A State Duels. uh, Homestead. Then we get a Saturday off. We wrestle uh, Delta in a weeknight duel. And then the AC Invite. And then we roll into our conference, then sectional... uh, you make us sound so condensed, but it's really stretched out over about three yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Rex, we are we have added. Then WZBD has the uh, the matches with uh, Garrett and Delta, Columbia City, and Columbia City, which is just before Christmas. And uh, we will also be live on the air for a select number of matches on Friday night of the ACAC rules, and then on Saturday, and then uh, the whole gang I think will be uh, at uh, wait. Jay County for the ACAC individual tournament? Individual tournaments at Jay County this right. year. Right. Last year was at Bluffton. This year it's yep. at Jay County. And um, we're also going to be bringing you probably the finals of the Jet Invite, whatever that looks like by the time we get to January. Yeah. It's hard, hard to tell. It's but. supposed to be a 10-team individual invite. You know, we're talking, you know, with our athletic director the other day about, you know, some of these large events are, are starting to split up, as you guys know. I think Belmont's uh, – Every year, the Mishawaka. The Mishawaka one's already uh, off. So. Uh, okay, so that one's off. And I know some of the, the, the big super duels are splitting into two smaller super duels. So we'll see what, what everything looks like in January. But as of now, it's supposed to be an individual event. Last year, we had snow, and it turned it into a super duel event. I think we had six or seven of the teams come, so we just paired up five rounds and went with it. Um, We'll see when, when we get there what well, that looks the like. The intent is to get matches for kids, and that's what right. you need to do. And you, right. in, in this season, as we found the football, things are going to change, so you're going to have to adapt. And the ability to go from a multi-team tournament to a dual-meet schedule, right. just make sure that you didn't show up for nothing. You're going to get some, some matches in. And don't want to miss out the fact, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to one of our biggest fans listening up in Columbia City, Blinko. Yes, absolutely. He's excited. I know they have the new school up there. Um, his program, he, he's, he's building it back up. 
He's trying to get people to buy into not just this season or that wrestler, but just sort of the whole program and, and supporting it like they did when they had great success. And we know that it's easy to, su- to support a program when they're top five in the state. But when the team is on the verge of going 15 and five or, or 12 and 10 is when, you know, sometimes support matters more than when, you know, they're in a match that they're going to win by, by 30 points. And I really hope that he's gotten over the fact that last week he was told on the air that he's the second most important wrestler from Columbus City in the state of Indiana, a person associated with the state of Indiana wrestling, which would be his mother. <laughs> and, yeah, Coach uh, Colt does a great job up there, and they've, they've improved tremendously over the last few years. And when we put our dual meet schedule together, we look for teams that are going to challenge us and push us, and Columbia City is one that we kind of uh, – seeked out because I knew I knew they were solid. They they bring a, a good solid lineup. They actually beat us pretty decent last year. Um so now we hope Wendy's not listening. Hopefully I can beat them or we can beat them on their fiftieth so you know it doesn't yeah. hurt to have another rivalry yeah. in your schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah I mean Belmont's obviously our number one rival with uh the ACAC duels that moved South Adams uh, another rival match uh to a, a super duel type format. So um we have a long history wrestling Delta all the way back into the 90s, so that's a, a solid opponent for us. Homestead brings a, a, a good team every year. Uh, Garrett's solid. That's an old ACAC. They were in the ACAC for a couple years, so that's a, a – Coach Krause does a great job up at Garrett, so they're solid every year. He gets great numbers. Right. I don't know how he gets – 50, 60 kids, man. They bring like two buses down last year. Yeah, I remember how many guys they brought into that match um, last year. But, uh, you know, last question here before we go to our break. Um, when a wrestling coach makes a scheduling change elsewhere in the state, it doesn't make headlines. But I'll tell you what, at the Democrat, when when Adam Central or Belmont make a scheduling change, it's a front page <laughs> headline, and and people do they they plan their 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 weeks out by when the matches are and that kind of thing. And how do you feel about as a coach that sort of pressure of leading a program where it's not just the parents, it's not just the kids involved. There are people in the community who expect you to do certain things right. because you're Adam Central's head wrestling coach. Right. You know, it just comes with the territory and. You know, the success over the years that, that we've had, um, it's a good pressure, honestly. Like, that bar and those expectations are there. We have the same goals every year. It doesn't change because one year you have 11 seniors and the next year you have two. Our goals are the same every year. We want to, you know, win our conference championship. We want to compete for a 1A state duels championship. We want to compete for a sectional regional championship. And we want to put you know, kids into the semi-state and, and state final tournaments. I mean, nothing changes and you from don't, year to year. And you don't want to do that by having a kid get to the, toward the end of the season and he's 35-0 and 0 and he hasn't wrestled anybody and he gets to be first round of a regional or semi-state. Right. I mean, that doesn't do you any good. Those kids have to have those quality matches that really push them to make them that kid that's going to qualify at the higher level. Those kids that come in with, you know, two, three, four losses, those are the ones that are dangerous because, like you said, you know, early on, we wrestled Garrett and Belmont. Probably, I don't know what your preseason rankings are for 2A. I s- suspect that they're pretty high in, mm-hmm. in 2A. We're going to know real quick right out of the gate what we need to fix and what we need to work on. And that is intentional on our part to, to schedule teams that are going to challenge us, you know, make us work hard and, you know, potentially defeat us. But that also gives our kids a challenge and, and gives us – you know, 
something to work on. So, Dana, uh, look, corner of my eye, I see the clock running down. The uh, second period's getting ready to wind down here. You got another ad you need to read there? I do. You always get great food and fun here at the Double Eagle. Open for lunch and dinner, the Double Eagle offers a safe environment for a meal or a few libations. The outside patio is open if you care to smoke. The bar and restaurant are both smoke-free. Sit down in front of one of the 13 TVs to watch all the games or listen to the wrestling matches and the coaches' show right here at the Double Eagle at US 224 West in Decatur. As always, we uh, do encourage a uh, crowd to come out here and uh, visit us and join us. And uh, we uh, turned the speaker down. I was getting a little too much feedback, and that and I was now starting getting heckled by AJ anyway. So he's left for the night. So we're good to go. So with that, I'm going to send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse run the board for us. A round of messages played at the studio. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, it's Jessie from Heller Nursery. October and November are great months to plant trees, and Heller Nursery has the widest selection of trees and shrubs in the area. We have maple, oak, spruce, and many harder-to-find varieties. Growing your own fruit is a great at-home hobby. Check out our selection of fruit trees and bushes. Open seven days a week, Heller Nursery is located on 400 West in between 124 and 224, just west of Decatur. Follow the signs and check out hellernursery.com. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro, laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. Giselle High School Wrestling Weekly hosted the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. We are live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And once again, the food is good, the uh, service is great, and the uh, ambiance with the uh, lights turned down is wonderful here. And uh, once again, uh, we encourage you to come out here each Monday night and listen to Dane and I jabber on about wrestling. That's what we do, Rex. It doesn't matter whether we're on air or whether we're not. We're still going to talk wrestling, and Dave Nathan probably gets tired of it. On Fridays, we do a football broadcast, and I come on during the first quarter, and it, uh, somehow wrestling sneaks into it. I don't know. We're going to have to do some Southwood wrestling research. Well, the problem is if you're doing a, if you're doing a South Adams game, you know, there's nothing to talk about after the first quarter because they're here at 35 to nothing. That but, has uh, been the truth. i tell you what, that was a, that was a very good football game. Uh, the last two weeks, the football game that Adam Central played against Caston, I thought was a very good football game. It was entertaining. Triton. Triton, I'm sorry. Triton. Triton. Yep. Yeah, you know, the South, Southwood, South Adams, you know, obviously South Adams is a, a passing team. And uh, it'll be interesting because Southwood did a great job slowing down our run game. But South Adams doesn't run the ball much. Southwood linebackers were fast. Yeah. And uh, they attacked that line of scrimmage. So we'll see if they can drop in coverage. That'll be a big Very good factor. pursuit down the line. I mean, mm. your son Alex, who's, who's got to the edge most nights mm. against about every couldn't get to the edge on Friday yeah. night. Yeah, they did a good job run, 
run uh, defense. I, I think South Adams is a little bit bigger on offensive line in the year. I think they might get some push up front, and they they got a big back. They'll in Somerset they'll run people over too, and he goes looks for people to knock down. So I, they do have that one two punch. But if James Arnold throws seven touchdowns in the first pat in the first half, I mean it's it's a different game. South Adams receivers are are solid. They're deadly. And and you know at the one A level you talk about like there's usually one or two. They got like four or five. They got guys who can run routes. Yeah. I mean crisp, are. clean routes where mm-hmm. there's times where they they're fighting for the ball. They they've beaten their defenders so bad that they go out there they're fighting ball. Oh, you take this catch. Okay, yeah, I'll take you that. Go ahead. <laughs> So uh, we're here in the third period, and uh, before we get to overtime, we're going to take a little bit of a look at uh, Team State. And uh, I know it's kind of been a taboo uh, topic right now because uh, the elephant in the room has been, well, we know that we're not going to be able to hold 40 teams at Team State with 25 guys and 10 coaches and five managers at the Memorial Coliseum. But what exactly are we going to do? And uh, I know that from talking to some people in the Coaches Association and to the most important culp in Indiana wrestling, that uh, <laughs> at, at some point there's going to have to be a plan put in place to move forward with an alternate plan rather than having this all at one site. And, Tony, I know you and I have talked about this a lot in the last couple of weeks. We really don't know what's going to happen. You know, we'd like to think that, that Belmont and Adam Central are going to have a great chance to compete for a state title at the beginning of January, but we really don't know if that's going to be in the same place, if it's going to be on the same day, or if it'll even happen at all at this point. Right. I think some of that's up in the air. I know there's talk about looking for some different locations to split that up. I'm not in that inner circle. I do know a little bit, but I don't want to speak out of out of turn by anybody. Um, so, yeah, I just keep fingers crossed that, that the, the leadership can find find suitable locations that we can host this thing. And I will tell you, Rex, you know, we're lucky to have such good support with the station here. We've already had discussion, and you and I have been in email chain. Um, if that does happen and, and 1A and 2A go in separate spots, you know, we, we're so used to Belmont's over here, Adam Central's over here, here's the update over here, here's the update over here. Uh, we've already had discussions uh, about uh, potentially tape delaying one match at one site, uh, waiting for the break at one site to go to another site. Uh, we're going to do the best that we can to bring as much Team State wrestling coverage on that day as uh, as the station is able to do. You know, if you got talent guys like Steve Rouse back, we have back at the board, I mean, it's flipping a switch. You flip a switch from this coverage up from this this uh, WZBD4 or WZBD3, I mean, they can flip a switch back and forth, and you could go back and forth if... If one round somebody has a break and everyone's on a match, you can flip the switch and we can have our other team cover that match. You can flip the switch back. I thought you were going to say talented people like us, and then I was really confused about who you were talking <laughs> no, to. Tony's the only no. person here who has any the talent. The guy back at the studio is the talented one that we have to make happy. So. He certainly is. So, Tony, in front of you, we've got uh, just, you know, uh, the Indiana Matt just released their preseason rankings. I don't think they're very good, but um, <laughs> North Posey and Tell City are the top two. Tell City actually uh, comes out on top. Uh, that's not a team that I think that you've seen before, but North Posey is a team that you've seen in the last couple of years and obviously de- the defending 1A champ. But uh, what jumps out to you when you look at, at these two teams? You know, it's kind of fun to, to scout some teams or look at teams that you don't typically see. We have, to my knowledge, never wrestled Tell City in a dual meet in, in Adam Central history. Um, North Posey, I think we've wrestled them once or twice they, they got us the one year up at the Coliseum. Um, the last couple of years, we were in opposite pools, never really mm-hmm. um, tied into each other. Um, you know, it, it's kind of fun because the 1A duels had a lot of northeast Indiana flair to it with Prairie Heights. 
with uh, Chair Busco there for a couple years. Um, we've wrestled, I think, East Side up there. Uh, this year, South Adams Bluffton's in there. Mm-hmm. The Wabash. Uh, Wabash. We wrestled Wabash last year. A lot of teams that feed through the Fort Wayne semi-state we see up there. So it's kind of fun. We've actually seen Centerville a couple times the last two years, and that's been a, a heck of a dual meet with Coach Day down there and, and their guys. Southridge was a first uh, dual meet uh, last year for, for Adam Central versus Southridge, and, you know, they had a, a heck of a team too. So um, it's, it's just fun seeing other other teams in there, and, and it gives us a challenge. And, you know, you look through some of these names, and if you go to the ISWA state finals, you see a lot of these names in that book or in their brackets. So you know those kids are, are putting in the time, wrestling year-round, and that's that's why – these teams are, are working their way to the top of, of the rankings. And, and there's some really good clubs down in the Evansville area, way down south, all the way by Kentucky, and that's where you see some of these names, whether it's Mauer, Coughlin, or uh, some of those clubs down south. Right. And uh, a couple of great 106-pounders from North Posey in Tell City yeah. uh, last year, and Zirkelbach, who uh, I can't remember who he lost to in the ticket round, um, but uh, I don't think it was Hammock, because I think these two are in the same... No, maybe they're not in the same regional. I'd have to look. But uh, Tell City had a 106-pounder who made the state finals last right. year in uh, Coy Hammock. And, uh, you know, when it comes down to 1A uh, and doing these rankings for Indiana Matt for so long now, when you have 10 or 11 guys back who have varsity experience, that's a lot. Then when you have 8 or 9 guys who were regional qualifier, semi-state qualifier level in 1A, those are really, really solid teams. And once you really step back and look at some of these teams, when you've got nine guys at that level, it doesn't really matter what regional you're from. If you've got nine guys who can place top four and seven or eight of them are good enough to win another match at regional, that's a really solid dual lineup um, in 1A. And I think that's what we have with, with Tell City and North Posey this year. You know, I think if you look at the teams over the last several years that have been the 1A state duels, every team there has a stud or two sometimes three. You know, every 1A team has that state-level kid. Um, to your point, you got to have those regional and semi-state kids. And if you got a full lineup and, and you have maybe a little flexibility or a little bit of depth, the one year that we won it, I had, I had kids the year we had all those seniors, I had kids willing to, to slide into the lineup, bump a kid up, and, and we really didn't miss a beat, and we were able to generate the matchups we wanted. And if you're able to generate the matchups you want at the at the 1A level, that goes a long way to determining your, your success at the uh, state final duels. There. I think the goal is that you just have 14 studs, and then you don't have to <laughs> juggle them. You don't have to let your coaching ability either be your downfall or your success. It's yeah. like, oh, I got 14 studs. Uh, they're all going to win. I just sit back in a chair and watch yeah. them win. Yeah. That's, e- that's easy coaching, right? That's easy. The you hard know, thing is coaching with nine guys. Yeah. So, so honestly, like the way I look at it, I want two studs per grade, and I want seven kids per grade coming out for me. You know, that gives me 28 kids, and then, you know, you got eight studs in your lineup, you win a lot of dual meets. It doesn't always work that way. I mean, that's that's the way you want it to work or try to get it to work, but... Uh, you get a couple studs per grade. You graduate two. You bring two more in, and you just, just rotate keep, them. Just keep keep going with it. And you know, speaking of those of those team state duels, one of my favorite moments from last year was if you look at some of the pictures when Isaac Free is getting the final pin um, in that match against Garrett. It's everybody on the Belmont bench, 
standing up, either on the front or on the back. There's some guys climbing other guys back. You know, Ike Rubel's on top of Mason Murphy or whatever. But if you look in the background, there's six or seven Adam Central kids right. who are working week in and week out, whether it's in Mad Men or in off-season practices or just hanging out on the weekends. Uh, I think it's a, re- it's a really cool thing how Adam Central, South Adams, Belmont all get to compete in these multiple different tournaments, but in the end they all root for each other. And right. I think we've seen that that has grown more now. I think your Belmont kids are more likely to root for AC and your AC kids are more likely to root for, for Belmont than they were 10 or 15 years ago. Those kids are friends. You know, social media opens that up a little bit. And summer travel baseball. I mean, Adam Central has a lot of kids that play summer ball, and my two boys included in that. And Alex's team was basically half AC, half Belmont kids. And Trevor's team was a lot of Bluffton kids. And, and you know, you get that crossover and Madman, what Coach Myers is doing up there, brings the whole uh, Adams Wells, you know, Southern Allen County in. So those kids start to develop those friendships and those relationships. And, and they do start to cheer for each other and wish them. And, and, and going back, I'm sorry, real quick, like Isaac uh, Freak, the cool thing about the state duels is it's not just your studs determining who wins that thing. You know, we've had big matches over the years. Gabe Swaller pulls out a pin for us. That, you know, that I, wins I mentioned Kyle, Kyle Ryan, Ashley. Ryan, Ryan Ashley. Ashley. Ryan, Ryan Ashley. Ashley wins a big match for us. Mm-hmm. You know, Carthen McCullough a few years back won a big match for us. That's so, the one that I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's you count on your studs, you know, every match but that's the cool thing as a coach is when you see those other kids step up and and maybe pick up that 50 50 swing match and if you can pick up a swing match or two uh that's what makes it exciting so dane the, the sad thing is that the uh, third period is coming in but the, the good thing is we're tied six six and we're going to head to overtime but we're going to do that right after we send it back to studio steve rouse run aboard for us for a round of messages we'll be back with overtime right after this When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital and its doctors is here. Anyone wishing to receive medical attention from the convenience of their own home can now use telemedicine. Adams Medical Group allows you to use telehealth visits to speak directly to your provider from your computer or smartphone. Telehealth visits typically take 10 to 15 minutes and include a diagnosis and, if needed, prescriptions. Call your doctor's office for more information. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Welcome back to the Hager Septi Hershen Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex Burr along with Dane Filling, our special guest this week, Tony Curry and Dane Weir, into the overtime period where we're going to talk about the schedule for the rest of the week for WZBD, and it's loaded. 
Yeah, and uh, other than IndyCar, which is over, we got just about everything that you could ask for. Um, on Wednesday, we're right back on the radio, Rex, and we're going to be joined by uh, special guest Randy Heisner for Hitzer Sports Weekly. That's at 6 o'clock, uh, live from the studio down in uh, Bern. And Randy is not only going to talk about his experiences as a uh, cross-country coach with a very successful season, he's also going to talk about his new career as uh, one of my writers for the Decatur Daily Democrat. <laughs> And he is yeah, but uh, that list is like long as your arm. There's 35 people writing for you. He now. is on the uh, AC girls basketball beat right now, and we're going to talk a little bit about AC's uh, basketball team. And then the uh, Jeff Brom show will come to you at 7:30 p.m. on Wednesday. Hey, then, Tony, has he asked you to write an article for him yet? <laughs> nope. Okay. All right. On uh, Thursday, Don't we've got Thursday night football. The uh, Colts are traveling to Tennessee. Uh, Colts five and three. Titans 6-2. and two. It's the battle for first in the AFC South. Pre-game will begin, I believe, at 7.30, if Steve told me right. And then on Friday, uh, Rex, you and I and Dave uh, are headed to Wabash County to cover South Adams, number one at 11-0 against number three, Southwood, who are 12-0. And, Tony, you don't know how bad we wanted you guys to win that game because now we have to go to Southwood. <laughs> we did not want to go to Southwood. Yeah. We'll be on air about 6.40 for that. And... Uh, you know, God willing, we'll, you'll be able to hear in the background our friend from Southwood that you heard all night, Friday night. <laughs> um, some people really love high school football, Rex. And I, I love high school football, but that guy, he, he I mean, it was, it was... That guy could make a Tiddlywinks match sound exciting. It so. was A.J. Calver uh, ticket round style... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was something. That, that, uh, that's why That's why uh, your AD put us clear down at the other end, because I can listen to Dick Stimson way more than I can listen to their guy down there. So. Uh, Indiana Sports Talk with Bob Lovell will come on at 9.30 then on Saturday. Uh, we have two undefeated Big Ten teams in Purdue, 2-0, and and Northwestern, who's cracked the top 25 at 3-0. That's a night game now. Um, pre-game will come on at 6.30 with kickoff at 7.30. And then uh, we have uh, no football on Sunday. Um, and then next Monday we will have our show, and we will preview uh, South Adams and uh, Bluffton and throw in a little bit of Southern Wells in there. And then uh, in two weeks from now, Rex, we will be previewing actual matches. We hope. We hope. It's a plastic table, but knock wood. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on in the last two minutes here to our uh, predictions. And since we don't have any matches here, we're not allowed to wrestle, I think, for another week and a half. But uh, let's take a look, uh, look at uh, football. Obviously, the big one for us is South Adams and Southwood. Do you have a prediction there, Rex? Yeah, I, I've seen South Adams play enough this season. I think that they're just physically that much a better team. Um, I think they match up with Southwood uh, a little bit better than Adams Central did. I think South Adams, I think Adams Central was uh, evenly matched with Southwood, and I think uh, Adam, South Adams just has more weapons. We talked off air about his four wide receivers he's got he's got two guys that don't start for him that could play wide receiver any place and catch anything but uh you know james arnold's at uh, like eight thousand yards passing for his career and he's got like four guys on a team that's like over 1500 yards i mean they can throw, throw the ball and i don't think they're afraid to throw it and he's got big guys that can run it nick miller scored a running touchdown last week um summer step is as i saw it i just think that south adams is just better than southwood and then in the other regional in the north, in Class 1A, we have the uh, old pesky Lafayette Central Catholic coming in at just 4-3 and three, uh, at Winnemac, who's 7-2. and two. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'd say Lafayette Central Catholic might be the favorite there. I think so. I mean, they've, they've been up in the, uh, the classes for the, enough years. But uh, we watched them play last year against Adam Central, and I think, I think they were physically bigger and stronger than Adam Central. Um, they were not that good of a team. 
I mean, there was two big plays that swung that game for them that uh, I think Adam Central was right there with them. Uh, I think physically, I think South Adams would have matched a little bit better with them than, that, than uh, LCC did, but they didn't get there because Adam Central being in the week four, so that's just the way football goes. But I think um, I might look to see if, uh, who's that, Winnemac? Yep, I think Winnemac may pull an upset and surprise them. And the other game that I'm looking forward to, uh, I've really enjoyed reading some things from uh, the guys up at, uh, at the Elkhart newspaper. Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial uh, combined last year. We had some conversations when we were in Mishawaka last uh, December um, about what that was going to mean. And we talked to some people at one of the restaurants, and they said, boy, this is going to be interesting combining these two schools. They've got a little bit different personality, but uh, they've come together and they've put together an undefeated football season and uh, have really turned some heads in 6A. Um, you know, traditionally 6A is just Marion County and the Donut Counties around them, but uh, kind of an interesting matchup between uh, Maryville and Elkhart. And with that, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank Tony Curry for being our special guest. Uh, don't forget, next week we're right here back at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and uh, we'd like to see a big turnout. Last week we had, there was probably 40 people here. Uh, this week, uh, smaller crowd, but uh, don't be afraid to come out here. The food's great. The uh, entertainment's great. I mean, even if you don't like wrestling, you can listen to us jabber on. But uh, we'd like to thank uh, Steve Ross for running board, and once again, thanks all to all the sponsors that uh, let us talk wrestling on the radio each week. And don't forget to uh, check out the podcast on WZBD or on Indiana Matt. And uh, we're going to stick around here for a couple more minutes and uh, pick Tony's brain on some different memories and some things and some strategy. And uh, you can check that out online. So once again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks, Steve, for running board. And we'll be back uh, next Monday night right here at the W Clubhouse Grill. All right, we are back on uh, Hager Septon Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly with the double overtime section as the extended play version that uh, listens for all you podcasters that tune in. And uh, I really do like to thank Dave Nathan for getting the podcast up as quickly as he does and like to thank IndianaMatt.com for helping get those out uh, to the wide public or once again you can go to WZBD.com podcast page and pull those down as I do each week along with Hitcher Stoves. It's up there too. Yeah, and uh, I think with uh, today's announcement that uh, Belma and probably South Adams and Adams Central, I know that from talking to Dale Manis today, it sounds like Adams Cent- Adam Central, Adams County is going to be bound by that 250 limit. It's a matter of each school determining how they're going to go about um, figuring that out, uh, whether it's two tickets or four tickets or six tickets or whatever. Um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I think the podcast is going to be important for people who want to listen, who aren't able to make it to the game or can't listen to it live, um, to go back and be able to listen to some of the action. And I, I know a lot of people will appreciate it. I, knew, I know some people that uh, are travelers. They're, they're sales guys. A friend of mine is a sales guy, and he, he listens to anything. He, and, you know, it doesn't know a lot about wrestling, but really enjoys the show. And, I mean, it, just tune it on, kind of listen, and we're here to kind of entertain as much as we can. And I'll give a shout-out to my friend Matt Monroe, who uh, has really grown in his wrestling fandom in the last couple of years and heading down to state to watch every year. And uh, he's got a college class at Fort Wayne, and he says that he'll load it up on his phone and he'll listen to hits her on the way there, and he'll listen to our show on the way back, and, and he learns some things. And um, so That's I'll, what you call a captive audience. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, Tony, as we go back to talking about Team State, we talk about this idea of splitting Team State up into one site. I mean, there's so many great things about being able to have 1A, 2A, and yeah. 3A. In one way, it, it brings the 1A schools who wouldn't have competed under a team, uh, a, a one 
one-class tournament. And let's be honest, none of the 2A teams would be competing in a one-class tournament right now. I mean, 1A and 2A are so far behind 3A and 4A. It's not. Belmont last year, because they beat Carroll, snuck into the top 20 at the very end of the year. Maybe they were the 19th or 18th or 20th best team. But for the last five or six years, North Posey had a really good year last year. They beat some teams that I think they snuck in. But these 1A and 2A schools are not competing anymore. With you, you just don't have the size. You don't have the rooms that have 50 kids in them. The, the, I think one of the biggest factors is, is your multi-sport athletes. You know, we talked about Adam Central going deep football runs. Each year, I don't get started till two or three weeks late, usually. And this year, I got probably 16 to 18 kids coming off that, that football team. You know, I had eight kids practicing last week, like eight kids. And these, these large 5 and, and 6A football schools, you kind of pick your sport, and that's what you, you concentrate on. Smaller schools, 1A schools, those kids are 2- and 3-sport athletes, and that gap is just widening with the, you know, the, the clubs and, and the training centers and the RTCs and all this stuff. Those kids that dedicate to it year-round are separating themselves. They're putting in the work. And Well, and we found that in the last 10 or 15 years, it, it, it really has to do with location and population density, like, you're, you're, like you were saying, that some of these regional training centers are giving such an advantage to the Evansville, Indianapolis, and region schools that you know a kid from Centerville doesn't have a whole lot of options on, right. on where to go to get that kind of training and that level of training. And, and you even see some of the kids here in Adams County who are going over to Jordan, uh, you know, two and a half hours away, right. uh, five or six weekends a year to, to get some training because they don't have those options other than to drive two or three hours. Okay, where, where do you find a Cyrus Allred in Shenandoah? Where's he? Where, is he did he come in from another planet? Where, where'd that, <laughs> that kid come from? Athlete. He is. He's a freak. And he's a CIA kid. You know, yeah. Shenandoah is close enough to Indianapolis. They can train down there. Um, you know, AC outside of Tim opening up Madman a couple of years ago, we would have had to drive probably two hours and at least two hours any at the minimum to find find a training site. You know that that is on that level, and uh, it's just it's just what it is. We got to find a way to. And some of it just comes down to a historical shortcoming in the city of Fort Wayne with yeah. the sport of wrestling. The, it, there's no reason that Fort Wayne has anything different from from an Evansville or even from a South Bend slash Mishawaka area, but it, it just never took hold. There it's was attitude. something that great. It's attitude. If you don't have junior high wrestling in your school mm. corporation, that's an attitude that you don't have, and you're not going to have the attitude to have a regional training center. You know, Snyder has Blackhawk Middle School, and that's probably why Snyder's one of the top SAC teams, you know, year in and year out, is they do have that one feeder school. You know, Concordia and Dwinger have the CYO and the Lutheran League. I mean, right. those, the, you got to have that. you got to have something. You have to have something. You have yeah. to have a feeder program. So going back to Team State then, it, my original point, it, being able to bring those 1A schools and, you know, depending on how the schedule goes, the way it's gone, Sometimes 1A finishes before, yeah. and then those kids are able to go over and watch <laughs> the just epic duels that are finishing 27-25 between Warren Central and Modern Day, and, and parents are getting thrown out of the gym like it used to be back in the 90s and the early 2000s when, 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 when people were so passionate, yeah. and there were 100 people in the stands for each team. Um, I, I, I think we're really going to miss that this year, and it's not that we can do anything about it, 
Um, it is what it is. It's it's either have the tournament or don't. But uh, I think that's one thing we're going to really miss. And uh, the expansion to four te- to four classes and bringing in more teams and making it more competitive, I think, was a great move. But uh, it 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 is kind of disappointing to think about the fact that. If you go to watch Adams Central and South Adams and Bluffton in 1A, you're not going to get that experience to, right. to, to catch the modern day versus Brownsburg uh, semifinal and that kind of thing. AC has a lot of diehard wrestling fans, too. You know, we have those guys that for the last 20, 30 years have always come and supported us wherever we're at. And you see them guys sneaking down because they want to catch a, a modern day Warren Central dual meet or a Brownsburg, you know, versus cathedral or uh well how many times on an off night of belmont do you see bruce teamy sneak into an adam central wrestling match he don't care who's right. wrestling if he if right. he says good match he's gonna go watch right. somebody wrestle well here's the question that i had in class today i said now which one of you guys because i have uh, most of the junior class at belmont in german three at the end of the day i said which one of you guys is going to take one of your six tickets and sacrifice <laughs> it so that bruce teamy can get into a match because that's not fair if that guy doesn't get to get in so uh i don't know bruce probably isn't much of a podcaster but uh, <laughs> i just said just put a headset on him <laughs> somewhere make him the newest staff member at wzbd i don't know his, his old afro just didn't fit underneath the headset very well <laughs> but uh certainly something that we're excited and you know tony if team state does get canceled there's two more schedule points you go out and you schedule someone that you don't have on your current schedule and you try to make it challenging and you know who knows maybe garrett and columbia city get canceled and you can't reschedule them and you and you find Two right. duels with East Side and Prairie Heights, and it, it may be just as beneficial for you. You don't know. None of us know. That, you know, from a teacher's perspective, we could get an email tomorrow during fifth period that we're done for the next day, for the next week, for the next month. You know, you literally go, you know, day to day, you know, week to week, trying to just get through. You know, how many times have I, I've been asked, "You think we're going to have a season? You think we're going to have a season?" And I'm like. I don't know, you know. Like I'm just I'm, worried about tomorrow. I'm just trying to get through today, get through this week, and keep our fingers crossed that we can keep keep plugging and chugging. You know, football made it through. You know, outside of a couple of hiccups here and there, made it through their season. And I think you'll see a lot of that with wrestling, where there's going to be some reschedules. There's going to be some, you know, one year changes to to events that are annual events. But hopefully, we'll get through it, and and you know, next year kind of get back to to normal. And we did see in the IHSAA minutes today that there were, it was uh, kind of hard to read and you kind of had to look at it from a legal perspective. But uh, last night, the exe- or uh, Friday night, the executive board basically granted the commissioner some extra privileges as far as when seasons can start and when seasons can end and what the length of, of, of contests can be, how many uh, matches you need to be to be eligible, how many games you need to play to be eligible to play and. So I think there's still, you know, if we're lucky, some of this COVID stuff peaks here in the next month or in December or, you know, maybe we don't, maybe we only have five or six matches that we get into, but maybe we get to February and things settle back down and everybody takes it nice and slow and maybe we get a state tournament that way. You just just don't know. I'm going to bring it up. I mean, the Indiana Matt preseason opener, five, six hundred kids there. Was there a huge outbreak? No, we, we didn't hear a lot about it. You know, out east when they had a big Super 32. I mean, the the coaches and everybody had the masks and stuff on. I mean, wrestlers were in contact with each other, but 
like AJ said a couple weeks ago, we've dealt with skin disease, funk, things like that. They take extra precautions. It's it's not something out of the realm that we're not used to. If your kids are sick, don't wrestle them. Right. That's that's as much. That's that's the answer. If the kid's sick, I told my boys at the kind of our preseason meeting. I'm like, this is almost a freebie for you. If you text me and say I don't feel good, you're out. Stay home. You know, like in years past, you know, you, you try not to get taken advantage of, or, or you know, kids would push through. And I'm like, not this year. If you got the if you're not feeling good for whatever reason, stay home. You know the kids that want to be there are going to be there. So the ones that are going to take the day off, they're not going to hurt or help you that much anyways. But, I mean, the kids that want to be there are going to be there, and they're the ones that you have to make sure they understand. Look, I need you and I need your workout partner. If you don't feel good, take the day off right. just to make sure that it's not going in something else. Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's not the sport of wrestling that's going to take us down. It's going to be this community has a really high rate and unfortunately, there's nothing that that team can do to escape the fact that they have a higher rate uh, risk of carrying the disease. And they're going to mix with somebody else's community. And that's what's going to get. It's going to be the communities and the counties with really high rates that mix with others that are going to take people out. It's not going to be because of how wrestlers wrestle or the way the sport is done that, that, that's going to that's going to push us over so the I'm edge. Gonna, so I'm going to take you back to another sports show that I, I hosted this year in football and and when Decatur had a big outbreak of, uh, I mean, one weekend there was a big outbreak, and I had Grant Mosier on, a, on the uh, air, and I was talking to him about precautions you take, and he kind of jokingly he said, yeah, I told my guys you can't do any Belmont girls <laughs> <laughs> because they've had to spike. But, you know, it's all in jest and fun. But it's there's a reality to it. You're talking about communities that mix. I mean, if you have a big party someplace, it's like you got to tell your kids, look, that's where you're going to catch this stuff, and you're going to bring yourself down. And the good thing is that I think we've seen that, that more and more people are sort of understanding that, and I've seen it in some of the – there were several high schools who released guidelines today about what they were going to do for winter sports, and they've said, hey, when we have away fans, the away fans are going to sit over here. And right. we are not going to mix in any way the 150 people who are over here with the 250 people who are over here. It's bad enough that we have to mix the teenagers with each other to play the contest, but we've got to separate people as much as possible. And I think if we're able to do that and enough people are able to buy in, I think it's going to help our season progress as we go through. We saw some of that in football this year. You know, Adam Central go to a different gate than what the home team did. AC set up, a, a even at our home games, the, the visitors went through a different uh, gate. And Open up a second concession stand on the other side. Yeah, there's no of, reason for those two groups to mix here. in yeah. a setting like that. You know, that. South Adams, um, when they played Adam Central during the regular season, they right. put a separate set of bleachers up and they allowed 90 students in. And they set that bleacher off to the side and everybody thought, that's really great, I'm do it. Grant Mosier didn't like it because they put those 90 students right next to the field where he came on. He said, we had to come right by these records. He said, they were jeering us. And he, said, oh, yeah. he said, whose idea was it to put those guys right there? That come was on. whole student section. <laughs> it was. But uh, it's, it's one of those things. And I know that uh, from covering a lot of football games, I mean, they make a lot of announcements. If you're sitting with your family, you can take your mask off. You go to the bathroom, you go to the concession stand, put your mask on. And you've seen people very, very strict and, and following the regulations. And, and, and you know, with our team meeting, I said the same thing. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. You know, we got supposed to have seating assignments on the buses. And, and now with the wearing the mask, it's supposed to minimize your, your risk of getting uh, contact traced or quarantine. So that's, that's what's going to save us is these kids aren't getting sick with COVID. There's very few high school age kids really getting sick with it. It's the contact tracing that's knocking out another four or five, six kids and, 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 you know, you get two or three, and then that just snowballs. That's what's 
that's what the danger and, and the, the scare is. The danger is old guys like me that get yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> young kids, they can get it and carry it around. But the young, the older guys, I mean, I've, I've worked with some people that had it. And they said it was no joke. I yeah. mean, six weeks, they were knocked down and, and it, it really struggled. To, I mean, I won't put a shout out. I don't know if they're going to listen or not. But a uh, longtime friend of our family, Rex Funk, who's, yeah. uh, who's, who's had boys wrestle for Ram Central, has been down and out with it, been in Fort Wayne Hospital, and he's getting better. His son was here last week, and he said he's getting a little bit better. But He's home now. Is right? he? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, somebody on your team can get it. They don't even grand, know they have it. Right. His grandson's going to be one of, yep. one of our he, – He had a great tournament. He had a great season last year for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. He was one of those kids that was wrestling uh, really light for the weight class we had him yeah. in. Yeah. So he'll be more at a natural weight this year. So, Tony, as we finish up, i got a question to ask you, and that is, if you look at the whole season ahead of you, what's the one moment where you really sit back, and not as a father, but as the coach of the program where you went to high school, what's the one moment you really, really look forward to and really enjoy that is just pure love of high school wrestling? Semi-state. The whole day? I love semi-state. The ups, the downs. You know, the emotions, kids that reach their goals. You know, I've had kids, I'm not going to say his name, HB, but he cried like a baby when he qualified for the state finals. You know, he's like, four years busting my butt. You, you know, and, like, that's the day you got the highest highs and the lowest lows. And it's like your whole season all you know, all in about AJ eight has, hours, AJ hours. has a phrase he uses, says, it's the ticket round where dreams go to die, yeah. and, and it is. And, and I tell you what, from refereeing a lot of semi-states around the state in my refereeing career, people of Fort Wayne area are really spoiled. It is one of the most spectacular event uh, venues to, to watch wrestling at. It is, it is phenomenal, and, and you don't get many places better than that. I still get nerves. You know, I still get nerves for certain dual meets for big matches. You know, when there's two highly ranked kids going at it that's just exciting and sometimes as a coach you just sit in the corner and enjoy the show because you got a front row seat to it um but during the during the regular dual meet that's just that's all just preparing for that state tournament run and i don't know i've always just had a soft spot for for semi-state i love semi-state i can't sleep the night before i'm nervous the whole day i don't eat a thing until the thing's over one of my favorite parts about semi-state week is is talking to anybody who just loves high school wrestling they're always the most optimistic person in the entire state of indiana well how many guys you got well we got seven how many think you can get through well we can probably get six of them through (laughs) you know darn well they're not going to get six of them through but you know everybody you look at their draw and you think boy if they could just if they could win that one match they could they could get through and you know you look at some situations like uh belmont's got a new assistant coach this year travis yokelet was a fourth placer at sectional fourth placer at regional nobody gave him a thought at semi-state, and he comes through and he wins two big matches and ends up being a state qualifier and those types of things, and it really is a, a, a great tournament. Now, you asked Tony that question trying to set him up, and he didn't give the answer that I was going to give, so since I'm part of this co-host, I'm going to give my answer. It's the Belmont Am Central Dual Meet. I mean, historically, mm-hmm. before you guys were born, it goes back to the fact um, my 10th grade year, I was wrestling behind Dave Gilbert, and Gilbert couldn't make, nine, Gilbert couldn't make 12, and he had to bump to 19. Well, the first match I come in the lineup at 112, it's the Adam Central match. There's 2,800 people in Belmont's gym. And I'm wrestling a senior, Jim Fichter, who was a sectional champion the year before. It's like, I'm going to get throttled. And I wrestle him. He's ahead of me one to nothing. And with five seconds left to go in the 
period, I'm down. I hit an escape and tie it up. And I back in the day, you didn't wrestle over time. You just tied. Mm-hmm. So I tied this kid. So that was my high in front of all those fans. I mean, and the, and you, you guys have been in some big matches before, but until you've packed 3,000 people into Belmont's gym, yeah. the, the pressure in there is very intense. And, and that hasn't went away much over the no, years. No, it really hasn't. It's a, th- that is a definitely different vibe to that <laughs> dual meet than, than other head-to-head dual meets. And, and honestly, Rex, that's part of the problem that we've developed in wrestling. The super duels have gotten away from those weeknight duels yep. that generated that excitement, that generated that, that casual fan support. I remember, you know wrestling in that match in that dual meet and it was so loud in there they had the music rocking the uh, probably fog all this stuff it was so loud you couldn't hear yourself during warm-ups you know you know telling the, the as a captain telling the team what the what we're stretching and stuff. Hey, no there's three thousand feet three thousand fans in that gym how many of them were related to kids that were wrestling you know, a couple hundred. The rest right, of them, right. I mean, there's 1,800 people right. that have nothing to do with the school there. Beyond and, maybe the state finals and the, and the final round, when you know that there are people who are just there to watch great wrestling, I think that's one of the few moments in the year where you feel like you're surrounded with other people who just absolutely appreciate what it is that we all love so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we spend our Monday nights here talking about it every week. Because we love it, we appreciate it. But when you're surrounded by enough people that you know that they that you don't have to explain anything that's going on, you just know that you've got 14 guys over here and 14 guys over here. That's all you need to know. You know, and I've I've told people for years that we broadcast wrestling on a radio, and they're not from this area. And they go, wrestling on a radio, and I said, I know of a handful of 80 year old women that know the difference between a double, a single, a cross face. <laughs> they'll know a cradle, and said they will. I mean, they will argue with officials over calls because they thought it was a two-near fall instead of a three. I mean, and that's the way Belmont, Adams County wrestling is. And you know those people from the yeah. following Adams Central for years. I mean, it's the same thing. And it's this area we're really blessed with that long heritage that has kind of made wrestling what it is. And that's why we have a wrestling show on the air because people are willing to put money to, to help sponsor it. And across the state, there's nobody that gives a rat's hind in. And, you know, I, this is probably a really unpopular opinion with a lot of people, but I've said this multiple times, and Tony may kick me for this, but, you know, if the worst thing that happens this year is that Belmont and Adam Central get to wrestle 12, 14, 15 dual meets from November, December, January, and February, and we don't get to that regional and semi-state, it's still worth it to me. It's still worth it to me to wrestle on a weeknight, in front of three, well, 250 plus seven table workers, I guess. But there's something about those weeknight duels. Uh, and whether it's going to be Delma, or Delta and Adam Central or the, the match that you guys wrestle against Columbia City or just right. Belmont, Adam Central, there's something about those weeknight duels when all that matters, it's not your season on the line, it's just pride, pride. in, that's how, the, that's the in how your team does. And, and, you know, Belmont may know that this is the year that Adam Central is going to beat them, but they don't want to lose by 25 they want if you know we want to be in it with one match to go and i think that's that's what's still special and if we can get that this year and get some of those matches in i'll be thankful that they happen you know i know tony that some of the other big matches i've went from wrestling to refereeing to now broadcasting one of the greatest matches i ever broadcast is when belmont took out yorktown in the team duel in the hangar yeah that place was rocking so we we hosted that team team regional for several years there before it moved to muncie and you know obviously we always wanted to wrestle in it but that was back when they took one team out of sectional so belmont typically was the team that won but 
that's another one where as a fan and, and you know worker so to speak of the event we help set up you got a front row seat you know i sit there in the front row right right with the score couple of years in a row with oh, belmont man, and yorktown was, awesome. was it was awesome and you know going back there were some great regional matches just the and, intensity in the, the the vibe in the gym and there was some good team semi-state when it first came in in 96 and obviously belmont lost in 97 and 98 when they wrestled aj's bishop lures team but when it switched to that Adam Central team regional and there was no semi-state and they brought in Yorktown and there, there was just such animosity yeah. amongst people up here with what Yorktown was trying to accomplish and the so, way they did it, it, it was... As, it, a, as a neutral fan, that was fun to just sit back and watch. <laughs> you know, you just got your pop and popcorn and enjoy the show because both teams did not like each other. It was interesting it was to pretty, see it. pretty evident. It was interesting to see a team that Belmont hated more than Adam Central. I know. They probably <laughs> took that spot for a few years. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Tony, thank you so much for uh, coming on. And uh, we're certainly excited about our expanded role in uh, covering you guys and uh, just looking forward to the season in general. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Yep. Just keep everybody safe and healthy. And hopefully we get through this one week at a time. And Thanks for having us on here, and thanks for uh, supporting Adam Central Wrestling. And we'd like to thank Steve Rouse for sticking around for the double overtime to record this for us so we can go up to the podcast. And as always, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors, uh, especially Hager Sefton and Hershey Zelt, uh, for hosting the High School Wrestling Weekly along with Double Eagle here at Cross Creek and all the uh, other 10 or 12 sponsors that are played back at the studio during our break. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Tune in next Monday night. And also tune in Wednesday for Hits or Stoves, but uh, next Monday night for Hager Sefton Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly.